1: Hello, beautiful spirits. I came up with this episode because I'm waiting for my car to be serviced, and I had a couple of hours to kill. I realized that there are two types of waiting, and one, the other, or both, can be really tough for some people, and others have no problem. The two types are just waiting for someone or something to happen, like waiting on a bus or a train to come, waiting for someone to get ready who always runs late, waiting for a movie or play to start and waiting for a car to be serviced, among other things. But even deeper is when we feel like we're waiting around for something to change in our life, or even for our life to start. You may be going along and all of a sudden you realize you're in a rut. You may not feel like you've accomplished much in your life at all, so far, or you want to make a difference, but you have no idea how you can accomplish that, and you're waiting for the universe to let you in on that secret. Or at least it feels like a secret. Or maybe you want your life purpose and you're waiting for somebody to tell you what it is because you don't know. If you feel like you're spinning your wheels or getting nowhere pretty fast, like a hamster on a wheel, you aren't alone. Whether it's waiting for people or circumstances to change, you aren't alone. If you feel like you're still waiting for your love life to take off or to find the one, you aren't alone there either. No matter how you're feeling, you definitely aren't alone. We all hit our highs and lows, and it's how we address those things that help us find what we want our life to be and to discover whatever our joy is. Today, we'll look at regular day-to-day experiences that we have to wait on, people and circumstances we have to wait on, and ways to deal with the wait in an easier way. In other words, finding the patience to deal with what's happening right now. A four-step approach to move forward on the more important stuff, on those deeper issues. What waiting for our life to change at a deeper level might look like and what it might feel like. Locating our limiting beliefs and fears that hold us back. Discovering what brings us joy. Connecting and asking. And then we'll wrap the whole thing up. Let's start with waiting on people and day-to-day life experiences. If you're waiting for someone or something right now, you might feel anxious. If you're running late, you might be annoyed, bored, angry, frustrated, but definitely impatient. Let's face it, for most of us, waiting around is not something on our top 10 list of things we want to do, right? If we get annoyed or frustrated enough, we could roll our eyes, sigh a lot, which you might not even realize you're doing, tap your foot, pace. You might snap at someone that's causing the wait. Like, would you hurry up? Come on, we're going to be late. Does that sound familiar? And if we get bored enough, we could actually nap while we're waiting, which might happen while I'm waiting for my car to be serviced or anything else where I don't have to have somewhere I need to be. So we're not in a rush. But most people go to the other extreme, especially if another person is involved and you need to be somewhere. If you have a flight to catch, a movie or a concert you have tickets for, or if you're meeting people, whatever it might be, those are times we get the most anxious and the most annoyed, and it's really easy to lose our patience during the waiting period. How do you deal with this type of waiting? Do any of the uh, stuff that I just mentioned sound familiar? If not, how do you react? And if you don't like what it feels like or who you become when you wait around, what have you tried to change that? I used to be married to a musician who had gigs, and sometimes I'd go with him. He would tell me when we needed to leave, and I'd always be ready, and sometimes even a couple of minutes early. But he would almost always be running late. At first, I'd remind him what time it was, and he was going to be late, so come on, let's go. And then he would get so frustrated with me and he'd start snapping. And then when we got into the car, he drove a little bit of a maniac because he was trying to make up time. And then he'd calm down and he wouldn't do it anymore because it wasn't usual for him to drive that way. But it was like, oh, he's all wound up. So he would get a little crazy. And after a couple of times, I realized that what I was doing was not working for me and probably not for him either. (laughs) And I asked myself, how can I handle this differently so that I don't feel like I'm getting yelled at for something I'm trying to help with? I usually hate being late, and I realized that, but since this was always his gig and not mine, I decided I didn't need to be upset if we got off late. Since I was always ready by the time he had wanted to leave, I made the decision to stay quiet and calm and do something I could stop just drop it if I needed to. And he was ready to go and jump in the car. I didn't remind him. And then he'd announce, what are you doing? Let's go. And I would very calmly say, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for you. And then I get up and go with him. Except maybe the first couple of times I did that. I'm not going to lie. I might've gotten a little defensive when I said, I'm waiting for you. Uh, but since that didn't go over too well, I learned to stay calm and separate myself from the feelings I might've been having at the time. And I have to say that after the third time or so I did this, when we got in the car and before we took off, he looked at me and he stopped for a second and he went, you're always ready when I ask. It's always me running late, isn't it? I've never been around a woman like you. I guess meaning that someone who was on time and didn't make him wait, I'm not sure those were his exact words, but it's what I remember and what impressed itself on me. When you're dealing with people, you might have to try different things if they drive you crazy and make you wait. Whether it's a friend, a coworker, or a boss, a spouse, a child, whoever, ask yourself these three questions. What do they do that makes me wait? What is it? How do I feel about it? And what can I do about it? When you get to the, what can I do about it? Like I said, you might have to try different things, experiment, especially if it happens often and you're around the person a lot. Each thing you try might work great on one person, but not on another. So be aware. And it might work great for you when you feel a certain way, but the next day you can't use the same thing like deep breathing to get calm because you're just too annoyed Like I said, try different things on different days and with different people. Just see what happens. Have a little bag full of ideas you can use and pull them out and try different things. I have a couple of friends who in the past managed to run late pretty much most of the time. And to be fair, one is so much better now. What I used to do, if we had somewhere that had tickets or a reservation, so we had to be there by a certain time, I give both of them the time we had to leave or she was meeting me somewhere, I would tell her 15 minutes to half an hour earlier than what we actually needed to leave or meet up. I started calming down and we ended up leaving just at the time we had to. And I wasn't the bad guy that way, pushing her to get ready and looking at my watch and going, come on, come on. I think we both went in that scenario because I know I annoyed the hell out of her when I did that. And I did that for around 10 years until she moved farther away and we didn't get together as often. And I don't think she ever found out about that. Although if she's listening, maybe she knows now. Hope she's not mad at me. (laughs) Now, to endure the waiting better around people, you can try what I just mentioned as well as, here's some more ideas. Pay attention to your breath. When we get anxious, we breathe either a lot less and we hold our breath or we do the opposite and hyperventilate help yourself steady your breath breathe with purpose be aware it usually calms you down and brings you more into the present moment you don't need to count your breath but just stop thinking for a moment and breathe and be aware of it and another thing to try is to take a step back and do something specific uh, while you're waiting that you enjoy you can take your mind off of that ticking clock Although you might need to set an alarm so you don't get so carried away that you end up making everybody late because you are having a good time doing something else. You might also be able to have an agreement in the family, if it's someone in the family that's late or multiple peoples, that anyone who makes the group late in leaving has to put a certain amount of money in a penalty box, which is used for something fun for the family or to purchase something the family votes on. And people use this to discourage swearing and and other things as well. Like I said, try different things on different days so you can feel better about what's happening in that moment. Now, if you're dealing with situations like waiting on my car or any other situations, there are a couple of things I find work well. Number one is be prepared if you know there'll be a wait. So what can you do? Most people have their phone phone. You can scroll through social media, play games, or whatever else you enjoy doing. And of course, you can use what a phone is supposed to be used for and call someone and catch up while you wait. You can use the time to get something done, like shopping online, paying bills, doing research for something, or writing this episode. Most cities or counties have an online library that you can download books or audiobooks for free. If you have one ready, you don't even have to go in person to return the book. You just pull it up and you start listening. So having earphones is a good thing to have as well. It's a great distraction. You might want to bring an actual real live book or a magazine or a book with puzzles in it and leave in your car just in case. I actually today brought my laptop with me because I knew I would have time and I wanted to type something up by way of an episode here for the podcast. Now, a second thing that I do, which I'll talk about again later, if something is really late, like the train I'm waiting for, I'll visualize a really good outcome of it being late, something that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been. Or if the waiting is about an interview or a first date or something like that, I'll visualize how it might go, the absolute best outcome. That way I'm calmer when the date, interview, or whatever it is actually happens. I want to move into the deeper part now of waiting around for your life to change. This could also be about waiting to know what your life purpose is, waiting for the perfect person to show up as a significant other, as a best friend, or maybe you don't even realize you somehow deep down feel like you're waiting for your life to have purpose or to matter in the greater scheme of things. I want to give you and just start out with my four-step approach on dealing with the weight and getting answers for the deeper questions. And then I'll go back and explain each step in much more detail. Step one is become aware of how you're feeling and what seems to be missing in your life. If you need to do some deep soul searching, do it. Do you feel like you're wasting your life? Do you want more but don't know what it is? Are you tired of waiting for a person or a situation to show up or work better in your life? And you feel maybe that they or it could be what makes you feel more fulfilled, but it's not happening and you're waiting for it. So first become aware of how you're feeling about it. Step two is what's the fear or limiting belief that holds you back? Once you figure out what your fear is, The awareness alone may help move it out of your life. But at the very least, you can then deal with it consciously so you can move beyond what stops you from what you want in life. And if you need help for steps one or two, get it. Meet with a friend, a life coach, a minister, a therapist. Talk it out. Brainstorm. Keep stripping away the layers until you get to a moment that chills you or gives you an aha moment and then try to go deeper until you can't get any further step 3 is discover what brings you joy and then start living it living with the joy makes it easier to relieve some of those fears it brings up your vibration and puts you more in the mindset to accept opportunities and ideas you might be presented with and step 4 is to connect a source and ask for help for clarification, and anything else you need. Ask for the answer to be clear because you want it as clear as it can be and even ask for validations if you need them. If you aren't sure the answer you get is what you want, maybe it's still the right answer. For step one, if we go deeper, what might we feel like when we're waiting for more? Sometimes we don't realize until many years go by that we feel like we're waiting for life to start or for something specific to happen in our life. If it's about your career, maybe you're waiting for it to take off, to get the perfect job, to have a better salary, or even to be appreciated. You might feel unhappy, or listless, or just antsy about going to work in the morning, or even have a deep feeling that something just isn't right with your job, and maybe you don't know what it is. Or maybe you know exactly what isn't right with it but you may be waiting for someone or something else to make it right instead of making changes yourself. Like waiting for a boss to leave or get promoted so you don't have to deal with him or her anymore. Because sometimes bosses are a pain, and you're hoping they'll leave. But you could wait forever. Maybe you should be looking for another job instead. You might even feel like you're in the wrong career for yourself, but after a lot of work or time getting an education, or other people's opinions, it might be difficult to shift. So you wait around wondering if something will just magically happen so you can move forward and be happier. If you feel like you're waiting for the right person to come along in your love life, that right person, of course, was in quotes, you might get depressed, worried, anxious, or even annoyed with the universe that no one has shown up. Like, what's up, universe? Come on! For years, I was told the person would show up when you weren't looking. That may be true for some people, but it never worked for me. Looking at least had me going on dates. So I'd go from saying no one ever asked me out to going on a lot of first dates and not finding any chemistry with the men I did go out with. But at least I wasn't sitting at home. I was also told to work on myself while I was waiting around. Now, I have to say that this was not a bad idea. I figured that even if no one showed up, I'd like myself a whole lot more because I read self-improvement books and worked on my spirituality. I was raising my vibration so that whoever I would attract would be more like the person I would want to attract instead of just any old person. After a while, though, the waiting for true love to show up can really prey on your fears and your I'm not lovable or I'm not worthy beliefs that limit who can get attracted to you you may just feel dissatisfied with your life, like you aren't doing anything that matters or making a difference, or even as one of my friends refers to her cat, that you're just a waste of space. Waiting for someone or something that matters seems to bring about hopelessness and despair in a lot of areas of our life. But once you're aware of what you may be waiting for, then you can take steps to do something about it. Now for step two, What fears hold you back? Do you feel not good enough in some way? Maybe the fear is that you're unlovable, you're not worthy or deserving, or some other one that gets in your way of breaking through to what you want in your life. What fear is it? And the thing about limiting beliefs is that generally they live in our subconscious, so it can be incredibly difficult to even be aware of them consciously. They may come from family, school life, Friends or anything that someone somewhere in your life voiced about you or gave you the impression that you were less than in some way. Sometimes those closest to us will be more aware of our limiting beliefs than we are because of the way we talk about ourselves or just the way we talk in general. And so sometimes we can ask them, Do you know what I'm doing here? (laughs) Can you help me? Now, if you can become aware of any fear or limiting beliefs holding you back, you might have an epiphany right then and change. But most of the time, it takes some time and effort on our part to move through things that we might believe because we might have believed things for most of our lives. And fear in any form, well, it's a lower vibration and it can be really hard to break out of. But joy is a step three, hope, love, peace, and gratitude. Any of those can lift you up above that fear frequency that may be locking you in. And like I said, you may need help with either step one or step two here. So don't be afraid to ask for it. Whether you go to a friend, a clergy person of some type, or pay a life coach or a therapist, you are so worth it. You're worth the time and money it may take to get wherever you want to be in your life. So don't be shy if you've never contacted one before. Just find one that feels right to you. If it feels uncomfortable, there's a difference between I haven't been to one before it feels uncomfortable and this person feels uncomfortable. So just check in with yourself and go with the one that feels good to you. For step three, it's about discovering what brings you joy. Whatever it is will most likely be part of how you can make a difference in the world and probably the way you would live your life purpose. Make a list. What brings you joy? Fun list, huh? What hobbies? What skills? People that you're around? Places? Maybe you love food or clothes. Maybe you're into pets or other animals. Do you love to decorate and make a house a home? Or maybe you love to style someone and make them feel better about themselves. Maybe you love to tinker with cars. Or you love to organize things. Whatever brings you joy, be aware and start to take some time away from your busy schedule to work some of the joy into your life. It's fun And believe it or not, it will help lighten up your concern about the waiting so you don't focus so much on it, and it will help you find the answer faster. Like I said, being in a state of joy makes it easier to release some of the fears. It brings up your vibration, and it puts you more in the mindset to accept opportunities and ideas you might be presented with. For step four, if you know you want something more and feels like you're waiting for the universe to bring you something, but you don't know what it is, ask for clarity. Even I, who who teaches this sort of thing, every once in a while I wonder why something hasn't happened yet or why I don't have something I want in my life. Have I connected to source and asked for something specific or for clarity on what I need? Um, not always. And then I go, oh, whack myself upside the head. Hello, did you ask for this? No, I did not. For this, you can take a few moments before you go to sleep, when you're in the shower, or whatever works for you, and connect to your source. When you feel that connection, then ask. Ask for clarity on something you feel you're waiting for it to happen. Maybe the timing is off in your mind but the new timing will be better for some reason. Maybe that's the clarity you need. If you don't know exactly what you're waiting for or what's missing in your life, or if you want a light purpose or to make a difference, ask for clarity in that. As I always say, you may not get blinding in sight at the moment you connect, but you might. After you ask, pay attention to everything around you. Listen to everyone and everything and be aware. Stay as focused on the present as you can. Keep your ask in mind, what you asked for, and see if you don't get some sort of answer from a friend, a colleague, a TV show advertisement, which is where I got my answer one time, or even a social media post. It doesn't mean you've mentioned what you need clarity on to anybody, but the universe provides answers but you need to pay attention in order to get the answers. It provides opportunities all the time, but we don't always hear them. And sometimes our limiting beliefs make the opportunity we may be presented with not seem realistic. So we ignore them without any thought. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, that I don't have the education for this. I mean, we may not think we deserve that new job opportunity that we don't even have the education Or that we just aren't good enough for it. When you're tired of waiting, connect to your source and ask for what you need. And let me say this as well. That sometimes when you're waiting for something, if you can visualize what you think you want, especially if you get any kind of answer when you're praying or meditating, visualize what comes to you as being your truth. This is the kind of life I want. This is how I want to feel. Even if you can't fill in all the blanks, how do you feel? Who are you in that whole new life that you want? Do you feel really validated? Do you feel like you're participating in life more? Do you feel happy and fulfilled? What do you feel like when you visualize what you want in your life? Even if you don't even know what it is, You can visualize what you feel like when you get there. Today, we've covered quite a bit on both waiting in general during our life and waiting for something to happen that might change our life completely or give us direction. We've gone over regular day-to-day experiences that cause you to wait, ways to deal with the people and circumstances you wait on right now, getting the patience that we might need, a four-step approach to move forward on the important stuff, which included What waiting for your life change at a deeper level might feel like? Locating your limiting beliefs and fears that hold you back? Discovering what brings you joy? And connecting and asking. Whether just waiting in general drives you crazy when you're dealing with people or circumstances, or you feel like you're waiting for your life to change, to find your life purpose, to make a difference, or for your soulmate to show up, finding patience can be daunting. I always find that patience is a byproduct of taking that breath, of meditating, of asking, and the awareness that I need to keep. There's always a lesson in every experience of waiting, whether it's just to find patience with the person who's always late, or to release an old fear or limiting belief that gets stuck in my subconscious and stop me from a better life. Oh, and while I was writing this episode, the three- to four-hour car maintenance took only one hour. I was prepared for the wait, and it flew by and even was much shorter than I thought. Leaving me home in time to take an important business phone call, I couldn't have dealt with as well at the dealership. Waiting in any way, shape, or form doesn't have to be annoying or anxiety-producing. You just have to find a way to make it productive and more joyful. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about intuitive spiritual or life or business coaching with me or Marconic's Honick's multidimensional energy, please check out my website at connecttojoy.com and follow me on Instagram also at connecttojoy. That's connect the number 2 joy, just like the show. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel under my name. Look it up under Carol DeShane. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. Just take a breath and take a moment when you need it. Take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and get out there and find your joy because you deserve it.
0: Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane. With questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.